This is a clarion call. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. It's time for all people to awaken from their slumber. This is a time to see clearly the signs of the times. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a UFO. Lately, all we have heard is that the UFOs are going to land. If they do, is this a good thing? This clarion call is a warning to all. Since the beginning of time, it is believed that people traveled to other planets. It has been said that the pyramids and Stonehenge were navigational points for landing. Even the Tower of Babel is believed to be related to space travel. They have found in caves drawings of spaceships and alien people dating back to ancient times. Today, our government has a file filled with pictures and other physical proof that it all exists. Today, we use aliens in our commercials and in our movies. But, what do they really look like? Well, I'm sure they do not look like Michael Rennie in the 1951 movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. And I'm sure that they are not coming to tell us to live in peace or else be destroyed. Though we could use that advice. We want to take a biblical look at all of this. We are going to look into the paranormal and see that what is happening is quite normal. This is what took place in Iraq many years ago. As I looked, behold, a high wind was coming from the north, a great cloud with fire flashing intermittently and a bright light around it, and in its midst something like gleaming metal in the midst of the fire, and within it there were figures resembling four living beings. And this was their appearance. They had human form. Each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, and their feet were like a calf's hoof, and they sparkled like polished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, were human hands. As for the faces and wings of the four of them, their wings touched one another. Their faces did not turn when they moved. Each went straight forward. As for the form of their faces, each had a human face. All four had the face of a lion on the right and the face of a bull on the left, and all four had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. Their wings were spread out above. Each had two touching another being and two covering their bodies. And each went straight forward. Wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go without turning as they went. In the midst of the living beings, there was something that looked like burning coals of fire, like torches moving among the living beings. The fire was bright, and lightning was flashing from the fire, and the living beings ran back and forth like bolts of lightning. Now as I looked at the living beings, behold, there was one wheel on the ground beside the living beings, for each of the four of them. The appearance of the wheels and their workmanship was like sparkling topaz, and all four of them 
have the same form, their appearance and workmanship being as if one wheel were within another. Whenever they moved, they moved in any of their four directions without turning as they moved. As for their rims, they were high and awesome, and the rims of all four of them were covered with eyes all around. Whenever the living beings moved, the wheels moved with them, and whenever the living beings rose from the earth, the wheels rose also. Wherever the spirit was about to go, they would go into that direction, and the wheels rose just as they did, for the spirit of the living beings was in the wheels. Whenever those went, they went, and whenever those stopped, they stopped, and whenever those rose from the earth, the wheels rose just as they did, for the spirit of the living beings was in the wheels. Did Ezekiel see what we are seeing today? Yeshua tells us in Luke ten eighteen this, And he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. We see here that the angel can move as fast as lightning, and we see that today with our, these UFOs. Ezekiel later had this encounter. The Spirit of the Lord lifted me up, and I heard behind me a loud rumbling sound as the glory of the Lord rose from the place where it was standing. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against each other and the sound of the wheels beside them, a loud rumbling sound. And again, I looked, and I saw beside the cherubim four wheels one beside each of the cherubim. The wheels sparkled like topaz. As for their appearance, the four of them looked alike. Each was like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the cherubim faced. The wheels did not turn about as the cherubim went. The cherubim went in whatever direction the head faced, without turning as they went. Their entire bodies including their backs, their hands, and their wings, were completely full of eyes, as were the four wheels. I heard the wheels being called the whirling wheels. Each of the cherubim had four faces. One face was that of a cherub. The second, the face of a human being. The third, the face of a lion. And the fourth, the face of an eagle. Then the cherubim rose upward. These were the living creatures I had seen by the Keber River. When the cherubim moved, the wheels beside them moved, and when the cherubim spread their wings to rise from the ground, the wheels did not leave their side. When the cherubim stood still, they also stood still. And when the cherubim rose, they rose with them, because the spirit of the living creatures was in them. Ezekiel confirms that all three times were the same as what he saw the first time, and what he saw were angels, heavenly beings, but they were not in heaven. They were right here on earth. This is not our customary idea of what we think angels look like, a man in white garb with wings. The Bible tells us more about angels in Psalm 104. He makes the clouds his chariot. He walks on the wings of the wind. He makes the winds his messengers, 
flaming fire, his ministers. We see the angels referred to as the wind and flaming fire. So you ask then, is this a good thing if these aliens land and appear? Let's look at the other side of the coin. Genesis 6, 1 and 2 say this. Now it came about when mankind began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of mankind were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. In our Bible study, in the beginning, we speak about fallen angels and how they bore earthly children, which resulted in what the Bible calls giants, as we see in Genesis 6-4. This was back in the days, and also later, when there were giants, Nephilim, in the land. The giants came from the union of the sons of God and the daughters of men. These were the mighty men of ancient lore, the famous ones. These ancient ones of famous folklore are none other than what we call mythological superheroes. Hercules and Nike and Zeus. Mythology tells their story and our planets are named after them and many corporate logos come from them. But God called them wicked, and later they will be known as demons and so much more. But are they just myths and legends? We know that stories about myths and legends are more times than not embellished. But there is an element of truth, and the truth is what God calls evil. Genesis 6 continues, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of mankind was great on the earth, and that every intent of their thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. After the flood, we see that these giants were still alive and around, like Goliath, who David fought. And in Deuteronomy 2, 20 and 22, it says, It is also regarded as the land of the Rephaim, because the Rephaim previously lived in it, but the Ammonites called them Zamzumim, a people as great, numerous, and tall as the Anakim. But the Lord destroyed them before them, and they dispossessed them and settled in their place, just as he did for the sons of Esau, who lived in Seir, when he destroyed the Horites from before them. They dispossessed them, and settled in their place, where they remain even to this day. Deuteronomy 3.11 also says, Og, king of Bashan, was the last of the Rephites. His bed was decorated with iron, and was more than nine cubits long and four cubits wide. It is still in Rabbah of the Ammonites. Nine cubits is like 13 feet long. We see here, that these giants were in the land after the flood. So how did they escape the flood? Maybe because in their natural state they were like the wind and they moved so quickly to another planet temporarily and once the flood was over they again came and bore earthly children. Will we see these giants again? Yes, and we have seen them all throughout history. 1 John 2.18 tells us this. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. 
This is how we know it is the last hour. We have had the spirit of Antichrist in the days of the apostles, and that spirit of Antichrist also is in the spirit of those fallen angels, those Rephaim, the giants who lived in the land long ago. The wicked who live among us today have the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of Rephaim, and they are ruled by spiritual force in the heavenlies. Daniel writes in Daniel 7, 1 through 8, this. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions in his mind as he lay on his bed. Then he wrote the dream down and told the following summary of it. Daniel said, I was looking to my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And four great beasts were coming up from the sea, different from one another. The first was like a lion, but had the wings of an eagle. I kept looking until its wings were plucked, and it was lifted up from the ground and set up on two feet like a man. A human mind also was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one, resembling a bear. And it was raised up on one side, and three ribs were in its mouth between its teeth. And they said this to it, Arise, devour much meat. After this I kept looking, and behold, another one, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and extremely strong, and it had large iron teeth. It devoured and crushed, and trampled down the remainder with its feet. And it was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. While I was thinking about the horns, behold, another horn, a little one, came up among them, and three of the previous horns were plucked out before it. And behold, this horn possessed eyes like human eyes, and a mouth uttering great boasts. So what is it that we are seeing here? We are seeing Daniel dreaming about future nations, or what could be called empires. If you look at the wording of all of this, you see that it was talking about four winds stirring up the great sea. These winds that will stir up these four nations are called principalities. They could be compared to a king who rules over an empire, except they are in the spiritual realm. Ephesians 6.12 speaks about the spiritual warfare that is fought against the wicked forces. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual forces of wickedness in high places. This is speaking of different levels of authority in the kingdom of darkness, and how the different levels are over continents, nations, and even cities. Daniel 10, 1-13 tells us, Now, on the twenty-fourth day of the first month, while I was beside the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, 
a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Upaz around his waist. His body was like yellow jasper, his face like a flash of lightning, his eyes like fiery torches, his arms and his feet like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words like the roar of a multitude. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men that were with me did not see the vision. Nevertheless, such a great terror fell upon them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone to see this great vision. My strength drained from me, and my vigor was destroyed. I could not summon any strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words. When I heard him speaking, I fell on my face in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Then behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said to me, Daniel, highly valued man, carefully consider the words I am speaking to you. Stand up, for now I have been sent to you. When he spoke this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Don't be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I have come because of your words. However, the prince of the kingdom of Persia resisted me for twenty-one days. But behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I had been detained there with the kings of Persia. This clearly shows us that spiritual warfare is real, and that the angels sent by God to deliver a message to Daniel had to resist these spiritual rulers of darkness which were over Persia to the point he had to get help in fighting them for 21 days. Today, with the world getting darker and darker and evil increasing upon this planet, the spiritual battle is intense. If aliens and UFOs would land, you have to wonder, would they be God's angels or would they be wicked angels? Even if they were God's angels, look how only one angel took the strength out of Daniel. These powerful angels of darkness also can cause man to be frightened. They can cause man to choose to be wicked to be stirred up like the winds that stirred up the nations in Daniel's vision in chapter 7. We must be sure that we want to pursue or encourage these UFOs to communicate with us. We may be asking for something that we may regret. The spiritual forces are already influencing this world as we see the chaos that is everywhere today. God is peaceful and loving, not chaotic and hateful. This alone tells us what may be lurking inside these UFOs. Daniel 7, 9-11 goes on to say, I kept looking until thrones were set up, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were a burning fire. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were serving him, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him. The court convened, and the books were opened. 
Then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was killed, and its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. Yeshua will return one day, and he will defeat Satan and all of his evil, wicked forces that rule in the heavenlies over the earth. Satan will no longer be able to influence people to do wicked things. But for now, Yeshua tells us that we have authority over all evilness, as Luke 10:19 tells us. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Jude 6 and 7 tell us this about their demise. And angels, who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper dwelling place, these he has kept in eternal restraints, under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they are in the same way as these angels, indulged in sexual perversion and went after strange flesh, are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. The fallen angels who bore earthly children will be punished and God will punish every evil act and wickedness caused by these wicked people. But for today, this clarion call says those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, there is a spiritual battle that needs to be fought in the spiritual realm, and only God's people who are paying attention to what is happening on the earth can fight this battle. Wickedness has exploded on this planet, and those rulers and principalities and evil forces are stirring up the tide of the sea, and they will cause a great spiritual tsunami that will overflow this entire planet. It is called the One World Order. Now is the time to fight the good fight and to contend for the faith. Now is the time to fight the spiritual battle. Once these UFOs land, it may be too late. We want to close by looking at the prophet Joel. Joel 2, 1-12 tells us, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand. A day of darkness and gloom. A day of clouds and blackness. Like dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times, nor ever will be in ages to come. Before them, fire devours. Behind them, a flame blazes. Before them, the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind them, a desert waste. Nothing escapes them. They have the appearance of horses. They gallop along like cavalry. With a noise like that of chariots, they leap over the mountain tops, like a crackling fire consuming stubble, like a mighty army drawn up for battle. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. They all march in line, not swerving from their course. They do not jostle each other. Each marches straight ahead. 
They plunge through defenses without breaking ranks. They rush upon the city. They run along the wall. They climb into the houses. Like thieves, they enter through the windows. Before them, the earth shakes. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon are darkened, and the star is no longer shot. The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number, and mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. Who can endure it? Rend your heart, even now, declares the Lord. Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Revelation 9 1 through 11, tells it this way. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star from heaven which had fallen to the earth, and the key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. He opened the shaft of the abyss, and smoke ascended out of the shaft like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened from the smoke of the shaft. Then out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth, and power was given them, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but only the people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not permitted to kill anyone, but to torment for five months. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings a person. And in those days... People will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, and death will flee from them. The appearance of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle, and on their heads appeared to be crowns like gold, and their faces were like human faces. They had hair like the hair of women, and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots, of many horses rushing to battle. They have tails like scorpions and stings, and in their tails is their power to hurt people for five months. They have as king over them the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek he has the name Apollyon. Remember what Daniel 7, 9-11 said that God took away their dominion, but an extension of life was given to them for an appointed time? Well, this is that appointed time. This is a clarion call for all to hear. Now is the time to return to God. Now is the time for spiritual renewal and revival.